0: Hey, welcome to Win the Shift, a podcast for when life and faith go off script. My name is Michael Frost. And I was just thinking, I say that line at the start of every episode, maybe it's about time I like just record it and then I can just like copy and paste it in each time. Anyway, these are the things that go through the brain of someone who's trying to do a podcast. Welcome. Welcome along. You will know, I'm sure, by now, that my good friend Shane and I have been talking about the mega church over the last little while, in light of the many stories that have come out into the public space, but also then the many stories that have come our way as we've been hosting this conversation. Um, really, it's been our way to to process, but also to hopefully offer something that's helpful. Um, we feel like up until this point, we've been talking about kind of the mega church playbook and trying to make sense of the system itself. We feel like perhaps we've done the first step of that or, we, or we've done that to a point. Uh, and so in this conversation we really just wanted to press pause a little bit and then just reflect on kind of where are we at? How are we feeling? Um, and you might pick up from the tone of this episode that, that feeling a little bit sad at times about the kind of conversation that has taken place over the last few weeks, uh, the kind of necessary nature of that conversation and the many stories that we're hearing. Um, so we just yeah we just wanted to be able to reflect on that, check in with each other as to how we're feeling, um, think about how what we're talking about is hitting you know different spaces and different people depending on where they're at and what they're processing and what they're needing and what they're going through, uh, and we want to talk a little bit about um, the kinds of things that that still need to be talked about um, that are, that are spinning out of this conversation, and um, and what we're kind of hopeful for and what we hope for. Um, along the way, as we do all of this, and and you know a little bit just on how we are not the gurus on solving this, um, but we want to do what we can to help. But at some point, uh, this conversation has to get much broader and involve a lot more people, uh, and others also need to contribute to what needs to be said in this present moment. So um, so yeah, that's that's where we're at. In, in this episode, uh, we we ask at the end um, specifically uh, to send in um, feedback around specifically around things you might think that we've missed so far or that you think need more explanation or you're like, oh, you said a little bit about that, but I really wanted to hear more of that. Uh, if there are things, yeah, if there are things specifically you think we need to talk about that we've missed, uh, that we need to cover, then please do email us feedback at in the shift.com so that we can we can read that and see that and hear that and take that on board, and the kind of conversations to get shaped up from here. In the meantime, this is episode fifty nine of In the Shift. Let's get into it. So. Uh, back with Shane hello Shane hello again dear friend yes seems like we're talking quite often these days
1: oh it's been great for our relationship in many ways <laughs>
0: that's right uh, hey so what we wanted to do in this conversation was maybe um, was to press pause a little bit on the on what has been so far the last four episodes of, of really unpacking all sorts of stuff in relation to mega church world I wanted to just press pause and have a bit of a conversation, really, just about where this is up to, where we're up to, how we're feeling about what's going on, uh, where the conversation seems to be heading, and the kinds of things that we're hearing, and, and just really a bit of a a bit of a more relaxed stocktake of of <laughs> where things are up to, so to speak.
1: Maybe a little less pressure on our brains. Yes, and uh, uh, and your and, and and your brains, dear listener,
0: indeed. I've had a few people tell me that uh, they do have to hit pause sometimes when listening to the uh, episodes just to collect themselves <laughs> um, <laughs> or Ouch. to find some breath. or um, mm. So it's a lot. We've been talking about a lot.
1: Mm. And I so, um, want to acknowledge that it's probably bringing up a lot for some people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so maybe we'll just start with how we're feeling at this point in talking about all of this. Um, yeah. What's what's your kind of, you know, what's your general state of mind?
1: <laughs> uh, look, I don't think any time's a good time to take a look at my general state of mind. <laughs> yeah. like, I think that's a very dangerous black hole to get sucked into. Uh, but, yeah, like it's a, a very mixed bag. Um, it's obviously a little exhausting uh, alongside my usual life, which involves wrangling children, uh, caring for a church community and doing some other things. I'm not a particularly busy person in this phase of life, which is nice, but, um, yeah, there's, it's, there's been a lot to process and a lot of people to kind of respond to. Um, and so that's a little on the exhausting side. So we're trying to work out how we can kind of keep doing this sustainably given that it's not really our job to fix it. Uh, but we do, yeah, have some some place to, um, yeah, add to the conversation, I guess. Mm. Uh, it's also kind of like, quite heartening in some ways that these things that we've sat with for kind of, you know, (laughs) 10, 15 years and processed um, uh, are are finally becoming part of the public discourse um, just in that more people are feeling empowered to speak um, and getting courage to speak and that more people are evidently feeling less alone in this, which I think is really encouraging. Um, So that's been quite energising and quite kind. Mm. And, yeah, it's been nice being... You know, a, getting into a project together—that's been lovely.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> what a what a project.
1: Yeah, uh. <laughs> we <Whee! laughs> shuffling manure. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. yeah. Look, it, yeah. I mean, I feel a little bit the same. I think I, I am uh, maybe just adjusting to the conversation now. I think the first few weeks, but like there was the initial wave of before we even recorded any conversations. Um, we were already talking about what was coming out um, and where already we could see the public conversation starting to Mm. go and what might be helpful or needed. Um, And I don't think, well, I didn't have, um, I did not know that uh, that this would become, (laughs) that this would take off in the way that it has in the sense of, you know, certainly um, picked up a, People people seem to be listening uh, and engaging mm. and finding it helpful.
1: Um, I'm sure in, some in, people in, in aren't finding in, it help, helpful that are listening. What's that? <laughs> I'm sure some people aren't finding it very helpful that are listening, but that's okay too.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, some people might, you know, it's a little bit like watching uh, the Kardashians. Mm. Look, doesn't matter if you're, if you're loving listening or you hate listening, you're still listening. <laughs> <laughs> then I can tick that off on my little chart.
1: It's all just numbers, to Michael. <laughs> that's <Yep>.
0: right. <laughs> as long as I'm growing, um, that's right.
1: You yeah, are the central yeah. figure of the story, after all.
0: The uh, so yeah, I think um, that's been almost a little overwhelming in some ways, is, is the yeah. the scope or the scale of of who's been listening and the kind of feedback and and the people getting in touch and wanting to process. Um, so I think I've you know. <laughs> certainly yeah alongside having a toddler and other work it has been mm. it's been
1: a lot and and i think yeah and, and i think it's worth naming that that side it's, it's pretty it's pretty harrowing i think mm. you know david ferrier mentioned that this is the first story he would had to get therapy for mm. um yeah you can you can see why as you know as and, you know we're incredibly grateful for the bravery of people who are reaching out with their mm. stories um and yeah, just really glad they've got a place to to tell them where they where they feel safe. But yeah, a lot of, mm. a lot of it's pretty pretty harrowing stuff. Mm. Um, mm.
0: Yeah, and then I think um, the other aspect of it, I suppose, and I've made mention of this maybe a few times along the way, is it also it also is another level of wrestling with um, my own story and my own past and
1: mm. Mm. my
0: own experiences as well. So um, so for that reason, it it's not just a theoretical conversation about those people over there. <laughs> Yeah. You know, um yeah. it's very close to home in that sense. So that mm. that is, you know, that that carries its own kind of weight to it. Uh, again, like you say, like um, we're not sort of we're not doing this because we sort of have to, um, mm. or or something like that. Um, as much as it is because we just really care about the people who mm. have been hurt in these systems, mm. and yeah. um, and want to start to provide some kind of space for that to be acknowledged and seen and heard and yeah. and talked about.
1: Yeah, mm. absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, on the flip side of that as well, though, it's a little bit like putting your head back in the vortex because none of us work in this space any longer, even though, you know, as we, we carry that story with us and we've done a lot of processing and we talk about it a fair bit. Um, Neither of us are kind of like right actually in this world mm. any longer um, in terms of working in it or having our kind of vocation vocational sense in it. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it is a little bit like putting your head back into the vortex and going, oh, that's right, all of this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, we're both involved in churches that are in, and in leading collaboratively with with teams in spaces mm. that are, are very, very different to...
1: Very unsuccessful. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and very different to as much of what we're talking about. Uh, so yeah, it is uh, even just watching clips again to sort of be like, oh, what's going on there again? And, oh, why is everybody yelling? Why are you shouting at me? <laughs> yeah. I'm just here. <laughs> um, and then just being even reminded of like, I haven't heard an offering talk in more than a <laughs> decade, you know? Um, so, yeah, yeah, just all of that kind of stuff, here yeah. Comes How much did you back. give,
1: though? Hmm? How
0: much did you give? To that offering talk? Yeah. Oh. Did you just
1: automatically <laughs> fill out your credit card details?
0: No, I didn't actually, no. That was when I was... It was near
1: the end of my time. Oh, no, claimed- I meant the ones that you've been listening to, to just recently. Oh, just recently. I wondering, really? if, wondering if there's some kind of automation happening there where you're like, wow, there goes $1,000. Yeah, no, shan't Good. be doing that. <laughs> you probably still owe a few pledges. I was going to say, I think the last offering
0: talk I heard in person was something, someone saying that they had given all this money and that's why they had their children and so you should give money too because then you Ooh. can get children. Yeah. So That doesn't work. That was the end of that. Um, I think one of the things that's, that's come up as well in, in a bunch of the feedback that we've had has just been um, that the experience of even having this conversation or of listening to, to our podcast chats is quite different for people depending on where they're at in the story mm. and what they're kind of mm. wanting or what they're needing mm. um, or what they're hoping for in the conversation and I suppose it's just kind of good to acknowledge that in some way we've got people listening who are you know who are just curious have no idea about the mega church world but have come across the conversation and they're like what on earth is happening and then then there are others who have been pretty much you know burnt out spat out um, who are survivors uh, may or may not have a faith anymore um, but are trying to make sense of what happened um, then there are those who are who are actually still in um, organisations, mm. churches, institutions like this, but are sort of asking questions and and concerned and wondering where this is going and what needs to change and trying to trying to make sense of of things for themselves. Mm. Um, people in the process of leaving some of these spaces who are reaching out and trying to figure out what to do about that and how mm. they even go about it. Mm. Um, move, move cities.
1: <laughs> Just pretend cities. everything's fine. <laughs> Um. <laughs> but if you do move cities, don't go to another mega church, <laughs> <laughs> because it's the nicer version. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, then there's then there's people who are like, "What? Surely, no, I'm having the best time. Mm. How can mm. you all be talking about these problems? I mm. don't understand."
1: And there's there's different versions of that. There's the kind of defensive version of that, but there's, there's also the kind of bewildered version mm, of that. Of I've like, mm. oh, well, you know, for, for lots of people who are on the outer reaches of these communities, have got their own beautiful little community in it and a great life group and mm. a caring community and they get to go on Sunday and it's all very nice and mm. exciting and, you know, if you, if you haven't been too close to the centre, like, you, you know, you, you can be having... The, the time of your life and a genuinely wonderful experience and mm. this this kind of uh reveal of what's going on in the inside can just seem like surely that can't be happening because church is this yeah Philippi. yeah that's right
0: and mm. that's it's a like a cognitive dissonance you know um and so maybe it's maybe it's a, an attack or maybe it's the the media or or mm. or maybe this is just all blown out of proportion or i just yeah. i don't know i don't It's all sort of news to me, yeah. Yeah, So there's a bit of that going on for some people. Um, And then also, you know, people who are involved in ministry and in (laughs) leadership within all sorts of churches Mm. who are also um, in some ways joining the conversation and listening and and engaging and and so on. And I guess it's just worth kind of pointing out all of those different sort of types of audience uh, might all be, I don't know needing or wanting certain things from this conversation. Mm. Um and in fact different conversations probably need, need to happen at some point that that relate to some of those different groups because mm. what some of them need is not what others might need at this time. Yeah.
1: Um and even when it comes down to tone or yeah, content yeah, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. hope offered or consolation yeah. And I think um
0: things. we kind of uh Imagined, I think, at the beginning of this, that we would be <laughs> that we would be sort of one of a of a chorus of voices spe- um, speaking mm. on this stuff. Mm. But the the chorus has not grown significantly.
1: No, um, we are just... like an a cappella duet. <laughs> and if you've ever heard me sing, this is not a good thing. Yeah, uh, we'd really hope that we we'll talk about this a little bit later, maybe. But that the church at large might have the courage um, mm. to, yeah have public conversations about this, um, but that certainly has not happened yet. So it's just us. At least not in any way that
0: I've particularly noticed. And I've seen, you know, a few people post things here and there and and say a couple Mm. of bits and pieces, but yeah, not in in any kind of, not in any substantive way, I suppose, that I've
1: seen. But just to say that that's not our fault um, and that doesn't mean that we, like we're like we not setting ourselves up as – like I think there's a massive difference between naming the stuff and describing the stuff and saying that we can fix it. Yeah. Um, and sure, we've got ideas about all kinds of things and some of them are even good and heaps probably aren't. But um, we don't really see it as our role to be the kind of gurus of the – you know, um, deconstruction and reconstruction of the church or to be the one-stop shop that is going to meet every mm-hmm. need of mm-hmm. every person who needs a different angle on this. Um, that's pressure that we don't don't need, can't <laughs> sustain um, and don't want. Um, we mm. are two very finite beings. And so we're happy to kind of offer what we have and offer commentary um, and, and kind of, a, I guess, just naming at the same time where our priority is mm. and yep. our priority for the moment is for survivors, for people who um, have been washed out the other side of these and have had, had their lives, you know, um, really unhelpfully harmed in various ways. And that's, I guess, even in the tone of our conversations is going to be the audience isn't the right word, but the community that we mm. really care about speaking into and if other people, yeah, who might want to move on th- move on and work out how to fix things a bit faster um, – there's yeah you're gonna to have to wait a little bit because i think tending to yeah t- tending to those who don't just get to fix up their lives and move on is where our priority is yeah
0: totally um and yeah i think that means sitting with the discomfort for longer than might mm. be might some people might find preferable mm. um and so if you are someone who's listening from a, a point of view where you're like, okay, so what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Um, hmm. Understandable. And of course we want churches to stop abusing people.
1: <laughs> That'd be great. Low,
0: a low bar, but it would be yeah. good.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, we, it's if this is the conversation is uncomfortable,
1: yeah. Well, it's if this been, conversation is uncomfortable, you should you should try being on the underside exactly. of it for a long, yeah. long time, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then even when you've left it, doing ten years worth of um, therapy and to you know rebuild your life on the other side of it. Yeah, discomfort can last quite a while.
0: Oh yeah, you know just the number of people who are who are needing therapy and counselling, um, who I've been hearing from, you know through the various channels of even people who have been out of these spaces a long time, they've started yeah. listening and being like, oh man. I realize I haven't processed some of the trauma that I experienced back then. I just mm. kind of tried to pick my life up and move on and i mm. so I'm back in you know just in the last few weeks back in counseling again back in therapy again, yeah, just yep. actually having to having to work through some of this mm. and it's you know I mean it's obviously deeply sad and kind of mm. grieving to me mm. that that so many people are in the space of needing such long term work in you know in their lives, to try and um, recover or move through or or heal mm. from from what they've experienced within toxic and harmful church spaces.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's pretty. It's 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 pretty gutting to be part of a community that offers hope and healing. Um, there's just you know left such a large trail of damage, mm. and of course that goes you know this is beyond mega churches. Yes. <laughs> this is something that we have wrestled with for the church mm. at large, mm. um, you know for a, for a long, long time. Um, but at least beginning by acknowledging that, yeah, um, yeah, and naming it is is a, is a, is a place to start. Mm.
0: And so I guess that's kind of. Where, you know that's kind of what we've been trying to do so far
1: mm. the, you do realise that in this conversation we've uh, broken our formula by having the bit where we slow down and talk quietly and get really sad at the start so I'm not sure if this, this whole thing is going to really work but there it is
0: no we're supposed to finish with the big uh, which sort of happens accidentally every time <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah, I think it, think it usually that we means really plan these things. I think, I I think it usually means
0: we've talked about this so long that we've become very sad ourselves, <laughs> and now <we're, laughs> we better finish this conversation before we both curl up in the fetal position Need in the corner and
1: another drink. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is this is so, the most we've ever talked, I think, without having whiskey. But yeah, I think that's true, actually. Um,
0: <laughs> so so yes, maybe the sadness at the start of the conversation. Um, well, I don't know how slow I don't know how slow the, our chat will be by the time we finish.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one word per minute, just lots but, of sighs. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I think
0: it's indicative of of how we feel, though, right? I think mm. that might my, my prevailing. There's been two prevailing emotions for me over the last month or two, and one is sadness, and one is anger. You know.
1: Yeah. Um. Maybe the third is tiredness. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because after that much sadness and anger, you just get a bit exhausted. Yeah. Off. The, of having to still deal with the sadness and mm, <laughs> anger about mm. the same things yeah yeah um
0: so really what we've tried to do so far i guess is is give some sense of explanation of how this whole thing kind of works mm. um giving language and and one of the again one of the things coming through and people's responses and feedback is oh thank you know thank you for m- being able to put into words some stuff that was swirling around but i didn't have language for and so mm. when i hear yeah. that i feel really really kind of um, you know, heartened and encouraged by, by what it is that we're hopefully able to help people with, because mm. even um, you know, I remember this is a this is a tangent, but it's related.
1: We love we love a tangent.
0: Uh, when I studied biomedical science, and I did my um post grad research it was just at like an honors level, but it was it was looking at um, emotional trauma and immune system responses and one of the things that came up in my little slither of research was that the more um there, there was this kind of link between how confused people were about or how unsure they were of how to make sense or give language to their emotional trauma and um and their and their immune system response in the sense that if the if the kind of language that they used to describe um, emotional trauma was muddled and confused, they were much mm. more likely to have weaker immune system responses yeah, wow. than if their language was showing that they could make some sense of it. Mm. So I was just thinking of that even in terms of how important it can be just to, mm. just to have language, yep. just to like yep. have some ways of making sense of stuff.
1: Mm. Um, and even just to validate feelings. Yeah. Like even to say, I felt uncomfortable about this. But I was given a narrative as to why I shouldn't feel uncomfortable, and that that was ac- that you know this was actually the right way. Um, but now that I've got some language, um, I actually feel valid- validated to mm. say, hmm, maybe that mm. isn't that great. Yeah, yeah. And and these these systems are complex, they're, and they're complex yep. by design in that sense, like the emotional toolkit you um, <laughs> used to create this level of coercion. Um, is incredibly clever. And I think one of the things that I'm glad we've been able to do is make people feel less stupid. Um, I think one of the bits of feedback that's kind of really got to me is that sense of people saying like, I can't believe I was tricked into this or I can't believe I stayed for so long or Mm. I can't believe I believed this stuff and now I've kind of seen it, it seems so obvious and how can I be so stupid as to not say Mm. something or do something or even recognise it and going, nah, You know, humans are, our brains and our emotional systems are very, very complex. Um, And we these systems feed into um, and disguise stuff. Um, And it's it's, it's not because you're dumb. It's because of the way we form attachments and it's the way we um, try and keep ourselves safe and it's the way we think that we make progress. That Mm. all these things utilize um, the way that we are formed as humans. And so being able to, to kind of give people a sense that um, shame isn't necessarily a great place to start <laughs> in your mm. relationship with this stuff, um, that this, you know, this can happen to anyone. Any, everyone's got a weak point for a scam. Uh, it's just different things for different people.
0: Mm. Yeah, totally. Um, and in that sense, I think, you know, again, what I'm, I think what we've been hoping to be able to do and what we're seeing, even with the work of others like David Farrier, obviously specifically in relation to to the Arise story in New Zealand, but more broadly, more of these stories being told is a sense of people feeling like they can speak about their experience. Mm. That mm. Um, that the kind of you know one of the big things I think to come out of all of this is is that cone of silence yeah. to be lifted. On it's this it's stuff.
1: beginning to crack, isn't it? Even yeah. It I, kind of like national level is beginning to crack. When you feel like um, that if you might be able to speak about this and then there's less incentive to get dragged into an office, <laughs> to get brought back into line because that might come back on yeah people in power, it's, yeah, pretty helpful to have that kind of courage given to you.
0: Yes, yes. Um, and a lot of these systems, a lot of the harm that's done within these systems relies on all of, you know we've talked about all of those practice you know all of those ways of of smothering dissent
1: mm.
0: and stopping those stories from coming to the surface um and really the system of harm relies on that crushing of or smothering of dissent to keep happening mm. and so when these stories uh, are coming to the surface and Aren't just like oh you know there's one or two burnt out and upset people at every church, um, yeah. but actually we're like well, no you can't you can't get away with saying that anymore. Um, there's no. clearly something, no. um, much deeper, bigger, and more widespread going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, then, then I think that you know you can't just wait that out, and I think that's probably you know probably the approach of most spaces to. Like this to any kind of controversy or story, it'll blow just, over. Uh, yeah, it'll yeah. blow over. Wait out the news mm. cycle, and I think I hope yep. that we're we're somehow starting to push a little bit past that mm. to say, "Oh, actually, I don't know that you can just wait this one out." I think we have to reckon with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, and, and and not and not just the church is concerned but actually as for those who are still involved in the Christian community and say, hey, we're a family, that this actually is a family conversation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, then one of my hopes
0: for that would be that um, we would we would hopefully collectively as a family have increasing awareness about what abusive behavior looks like in the church. Yeah. So that when it does happen... Um, we can say, "Hey, that's abusive. That's not right." Mm. Um, and and perhaps because we've because this conversation hasn't happened in public in this kind of way before, as, yeah. um, at least in our time, in our context, mm. um, maybe that's not been there. But you know, I think um, we need. Yeah, I hope that as people, you know, maybe they're finding a new church or they're. Um, experiencing something in a particular community um, that, when behaviour happens, that's not okay. Um, those kind of spiritual justifications or whatever it is that's used to essentially mm. sweep that under the carpet sort of wouldn't yep. be able to, wouldn't be able to do that in this at least in the same kind of widespread way.
1: Yeah, because um. the danger of the scenario here is that um, is that. It ends up becoming an exercise in scapegoating in terms of um, and, and ring fencing, where you know the church community at large does what these institution does, which is kind of like centre the problem on um, one person or a small group of people mm. or one church and mm. go, oh, you know, we've got a great system, but there was a bad egg, yes. <laughs> uh, and does exactly the same thing, uh, and then car- and then carries on. Because what I'd really like, um, you know, I've been in um, really unhealthy and coercive and abusive work situations that have got nothing to do with church life Mm. Uh, and there are plenty of family structures that operate with these same patterns of control. Mm. And what would be great is if that we would have um, kind of public language (laughs) around recognising these things wherever they spring up Mm. and recognising when um, they are systemic, when it's actually the structures themselves that allow and um, foster this kind of behaviour. And, you know, we, we, we said, in one of the previous episodes, there's no no foolproof system that can kind of prevent stuff from ever happening, Um, you know, but there are better systems Mm. uh, that decrease the likelihood that um, have better structures of accountability that have um, a a language around the recognition of um, safety Mm. and the recognition of what abuse and coercion looks like. Mm. And the more public that is, and the more it's talked about, you know, one one over here in Australia, there's a um, one of the things that we are kind of requ- required by our movements to have, and by um, and, and by law, is um, public statements about safety of saying this is a safe place. If you see something that seems unsafe, here's the person that you can report it to. And again, that's not a foolproof system, but by having a constant language around this is what we're trying to avoid and this is what we're trying to move towards rather than just going, you know, the church is good um, and sometimes bad people happen to it. So Mm. let's just hope that doesn't happen. But by by going any system and any structure um, can have dangerous and unsafe things in it. And therefore we always need to be aware of that and naming that when we see it. That's great. That's really good. Um, you write that down. You put my initials <laughs> after it. Should I have said wow? In case you, I, in case you ever quote, quote it.
0: I like the people on the, uh, on, on, on the Instagram, and you know how tech-savvy I am because I put the before it, um, <laughs> <laughs> who are like sort of being encouraging and also sort of taking the piss by being like preach it when we, po- when, when we post things. Um, <laughs> uh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I I think I think that's right. I I think um this this aware an awareness raising that that means you can't be like, oh, we didn't know or mm. um oh we've never thought about that before or goodness me, surely not. Um mm. but that there'd be mm. an awareness raising that makes it more difficult to do that. Um yeah. and I think and I think it requires a a um and I may have talked about this before. But it does require a thinking about the system, not just mm. the individual. Yes. Um, and the kind of the plea that you hear from some, um, and I know this happened in the wake of you know some of the stuff from Australia and Hillsong and global fallout from all of that, was the plea was we've got to get back to the holiness, the holiness, the leaders need to get back to personal holiness again. Yeah. Um, because what that says is, oh, it was a bad leader, or it was a leader yeah. who fell who did mm. a bad thing, mm. um, and so we just need to stop that from happening.
1: It's about character.
0: It's about the character of the leader.
1: Yeah. Which means We've we don't to,
0: have to deal with anything that in the system itself. We don't have to change yeah. anything about what we're doing other than just um, make sure that we try and do that character thing better next time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't acknowledge the ways in which these structures foster bad character. Exactly. You know, yeah. again, it's hard to be humble when you're strutting on the jumbo That's a, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, we've obviously been hearing a bunch of stuff um, from people over the last little while, lots. Yeah. Lots. Um, and, you know, as we've already indicated, some, some pretty devastating and difficult stories and experiences, um, not just from one place at all, mm. Mm. but from a variety of spaces, speaking to what we were just talking about really, you know. Um, there, there's a systemic problem here. And so, yeah, and,
1: and the fact that mirror, mirrored stories out of each context, <laughs> yeah. they're almost exactly the same. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and there has been a kind of a. We talked a bit about the, the the network of these churches that all relate to each other and operate in very similar ways. And so, I hear from people. I'm hearing from people, even over in North America, being like, "Oh, the exact same phrases used. <laughs> you know, hmm. that exact turn of phrase, that exact technique." Um, and so yeah. what you find is actually you're in New Zealand, Australia, America, the UK, wherever you are, you're likely to hear the exact same phrasing of, of – because, you know, the, the, the network of these, of these places means that a lot of this stuff is being mirrored and replicated in all sorts of places. And, um, and as we've said before as well, it's not just a matter of church size because it's a lot of churches also aspiring to be these kinds of places. And so following mm-hmm. the model, following the language, following the techniques – so, yeah, we're just hearing um, from so many people.
1: Yeah, I think the stories, some of the stories that have really got to me is um, is just hearing from parents. Mm. Um, yeah, and parents who kind of, you know, were very excited that their kids were getting involved in something good and following the Lord, um, you know, and doing something in church ministry uh, and really encouraged their kids to get into this and then so- So have seen what's happened to them and, you know, some have lost relationship with their kids because they were the ones that encouraged them to get into it and said it was going to be a safe place. And that's been, yeah, that's pretty Mm. devastating to kind of come to terms with the kind of relational family fallout Mm. out of some of that stuff and and other parents who are kind of watching their kids in it and going, I feel like if I speak up, I might lose them, but if I don't, they might be destroyed by it. Mm. Um, Yeah, and that's, yeah, it's pretty harrowing yeah it is
0: um and you know I think there are people too who are who are kind of like, Can we you know um are our only options to walk away is yeah. there is there any fixing this yeah um and I understand that sentiment for sure you're you know mm. you're a part of a community um and for lots of people, churches aren't just sort of even even with the event based nature of some churches um mm. Churches largely aren't just events that you attend um, and mm. watch with no personal attachment or involvement to. They become mm. communities that you love and sub-communities within the larger thing that you become networked within and, and love. And, you know, even when we talk about sort of the the, the potential kind of cult-like, you know, strategies that are sometimes used, um, there's also just the fact that sometimes you just, you form Really loving close relationships with a bunch of people, yeah.
1: And so, yeah. Um, it's it's not easy Does to that, just say. That why do you just walk that, away that, from
0: all of that? You know,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, that and the fact that for some, for lots of people, this is their entire world. Like you're encouraged mm. to immerse yourself in, in, in it into a point to a point where you don't have anything else. And mm. so, then for some people, this falling down or considering leaving, it's like I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to exist in the world outside of this anymore. Mm. I I don't have any you know non-Christian bad influence friends in my life. I don't have anything outside of this. Um, I've been told that every other kind of church is bad or lame. Um, so to use such ableist terms. But yeah, that, that you know, you've got nothing else and so leaving is just genuinely, genuinely scary. Um, and particularly, I mean, one of the things that needs to stop <laughs> is the whole, um, because we have heard, heard a lot of this in stories that were heard back as well, is the whole, you know, the Chris, christian versus non-christian and you know the church and the world as, and and part of what feeds the system is this sense in which you know the church has a monopoly on truth and goodness mm. um and you can inherently trust christians um and you should inherently distrust those outside of the church and that feeds all of this. That feeds um, the questions you ask of a church system because if, it, if you're assuming it's inherently good and then everything else out there that might be pointing out the flaws is bad, then you're much less likely to see toxic and abusive culture within the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're also f- far less likely to underest- uh, underestimate what God is doing in the world outside of a church logo.
0: I think one of the other things that comes from that split is for many people, and understandably so. But you, you're immersed in a world, and that's the only real framework for even making sense of your faith. Yeah, um, yeah. even mm. if you even if you had a faith before you ended up there. Um, but especially for those who kind of come into those spaces, are pretty young, mm. um, still in that process of of working out what it means to be a an adult and to have your own beliefs and to think about things for yourself, and you get immersed in this system. Um, and I guess one of the things that i 've wanted to do all the way through my podcast journey is try and provide a space for people to go, you know there are some other possible ways of thinking about faith mm. Mm. Um, mm. because I think the binary thing sometimes means that people are like either it 's this, but this is obviously terrible now that I you know yeah. or this is toxic or harmful yeah so so um, there's no there 's no other version of faith to right so either i 've got to find another church that's kind of the same, but hopefully with leaders with better character. Mm. Or I've got to walk away from this mm. this faith journey. And that's a pretty understandable response. And I don't certainly don't, you know, I don't um there's no there's no blame or fault on people who make that choice. That's a mm. choice some people need to make at times in their lives. Um, but I do hope that um we can find <laughs> I, I guess I reflect on my own experience of even when I started studying theology, because i i felt like my experience of faith was the only real way to think about christianity mm. or or, or yeah. the jesus story or whatever yeah and entering into studying going oh you mean there's a big broad deep wide tradition with all sorts of views in it that's been going on for ages that's not um terrible
1: yeah
0: wow i didn't know i didn't know that all of that possibility was there for me mm. and um mm. And so I hope that yeah that, and, and, and that.
1: that just functions so well in the system of like you know that this is the way that church has always been and this is what a Christian actually actually mm. is and um, you know this is what purity looks like and this is what goodness looks like and mm. this is what faithfulness looks like it looks exactly like this and they uh, do not question that because there is the, you know don't look over there there's nothing there's nothing outside of this mm. and that's an incredibly restrictive way of seeing the world. In fact, I remember thinking when I started studying about how the fact that I would never be able to lecture because um, there's just no way with any integrity that I could um, present different opinions on something and not tell the people the truth. it was a long time ago Michael Um, (laughs) and this idea that you know I would definitely know which thing was absolutely in every area of all things definitely the truth um, and that any other opinions it was dangerous to share them because someone might Actually, start believing something that wasn't the truth, rather than going, you know, wow, there's an immense, <laughs> broad, big, wide, beautiful world um, of uh, of ideas and forms of faithfulness and fidelity, um, and you know, and and so much unknown that we have to wrestle with, and we can be curious about, and that that's part of what makes faith and faithfulness exciting and interesting. Mm. Um, Of seeing, you know, as Desmond Tutu says, the God of surprises—the God that pops up in unexpected places and unexpected ways—and that that, you know, sometimes, um, you know, killing forms of God open us up to new and more authentic and more beautiful forms of who God actually is. That sometimes it's our ideas about God that need to die for Mm. us, you know, for faith to find new forms Mm. and and. Yeah, like so you can see why for, you know, this is over, you know, a lot of people at the start of, if they're having a deconstruction journey, like the, the first bit is just completely over, like it's like, you know, turning the too bright a lamp on in the morning. Like it's just it's just all too much at once because when you've believed there's, there is only one way and there is there only one form of fidelity that's actually the Christian way, um, which this whole story makes a mockery of, right? Because you've got people who present as being, you know, the benchmark of what it is to be christian you you find out what they do behind the scenes, mm. and it's it's anything but which should you know help you ask some curious questions,
0: yeah, and again, you know as we as we do come back to the Jesus story from time to time, um his whole modus operandi seemed to be mm. to smash apart all of those binary categories, um all the people you think are the right ones mm. um are the in ones, and you know who who are the in ones uh turn out mm-hmm. not to be quite so in as they thought and all the ones everybody thought was out turn out not to be quite so out as they thought. In fact it might be at the center. Um mm. and and any time you kind of think you got a handle
1: on it, I think yep.
0: he 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 flips that script upside mm-hmm. down again. Um and
1: that God might still be doing that in the world for yeah, all of us exactly all right. of the time. And I think yeah, there's think the temptation to be like, yes.
0: And Jesus did all of that. And then we figured it out after Jesus, which was great. And now we've got it all locked in, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I think that's still the 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 work of the divine in the world is to keep mm. um, flipping that sense of us having come to some sort of sense of oh oh okay yes these are the good people and those are the bad yeah. people or these are the good Christians and those aren't and
1: these so are we look people forward who to the, the right exposé of in the shift called it's... after the shift as they. <laughs> Realise how terrible we really
0: are. Yeah, well, look forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's
1: all right. Hopefully, by then we'll be on gardening leave.
0: Oh, good. The gardening leave is that when we're doing gardening, or when we've still got maybe some interns <laughs> I or something think it's doing when it you're for us,
1: getting paid to not do very much? Oh, I see. I think you've got to work out how to get paid first, yeah, yeah, and that's then, the first and then first get that, <laughs> which could be a slight complication.
0: Yep. I know, I know, I talked down um, the prosperity gospel in the last episode, but <laughs>
1: yes, but we decided to bring it back. Maybe it's there time to ramp it back versions. up again. Yeah.
0: Um, so, okay, so um, maybe maybe it's worth just as we kind of move towards just finishing up. What what are some of the things that we still have on our radar that that we feel um, have kind of come up in the conversation, have come up in the feedback that we've got um, that that we think still nearly really need to be talked about.
1: Uh yeah, <laughs> a heap of things. Um, a yeah. friend of mine just said, "Wow, you you two just start talking, and then you keep on talking, and then I'm listening ages later, and you're still talking. How how many things are there to talk about? <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, we think at least quite a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think uh, one of the things we'll try and pay attention to pretty soon is is giving people some tools and um, frameworks for helping deal with religious trauma, Mm. uh, which religious trauma syndrome is its own kind of category within psychology now, uh, which looks at when kind of indoctrination and um, communal attachments and things through spirituality um, become harmful and abusive and leave damage in their wake. And so there's some really good writing and research and stuff in that. And so, yeah, I'd like to, um, yeah, give some, people some places to go mm. um, who are who are facing some of this kind of stuff. Um, I think the, the number of times purity culture has come up in mm. feedback and conversations um, and, you know, I could talk almost endlessly about that alone. Um, I think that is, possibly needs to be addressed at some stage. Um, I would like, I don't know about you, but I'd like to talk at some stage about what I call the creep. Um, and it's not a particular person um, in this case. but not it, about though? The no. fact <laughs> <laughs> potentially. Uh, <laughs> about the, the fact that, um, well, just the, the idea that lots of um, practices that, that start off small and not that bad or even potentially good, um, as more pressure is put on those practices, um, they get... Uh, they they get more and more coercive and get worse and worse and start out mild and then get wild and mm-hmm. so things oh. like the way we talk mild about the catchphrase you can write that down um, the way we talk about money and the way we talk about you know sexuality and the way we talk, we talk about a whole bunch of things kind of start in these soft forms but as the stakes get ratcheted up um, that they just begin, they just become worse and worse and more and more toxic and um, and, and and less and less helpful uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 I think it's um that's something that's come up a lot, I think is um is just recognizing that not and something we've touched on as well. People don't usually don't typically start out with terrible intentions to ruin mm. everybody's lives. Mm. Um but but there is this creep that happens and 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 left unchecked and with certain unhealthy kind of systems in place. Um
1: And when you're inside it, it's harder and harder to see. Yeah, And when it's your whole world, it's it's a classic example of that where, you know, once upon a time, you know, those kinds of offering messages. I mean, I think I gave one at a conference, which...
0: (laughs) I probably played a beautiful
1: chord behind it. I'm sure you. I'm sure you did. And then looking back at that, and just going like that script was seemed so normal, mm. and just seemed that's the way that you talked about money. Mm. Uh, and then outside of the system, you go, "Wow, that's incredibly co- coercive and manipulative." And uh, a not very true, and then b not very faithful to the way the Bible talks about anything. Um, but it didn't start out like that. I it did got, get it I it think on like Instagram
0: stuff. the longest offering talk comment that came into my into my DMs. Uh, it was an hour fifteen for an offering talk? So yep, That's the I longest. Think. If anyone's got a longer, longer one they've experienced, let me know.
1: I've been there. I've been there for at least one of them. I've done an entire session with a group of youth pastors where the person tried us, tried to get us to raise twenty youth pastors to raise ninety thousand dollars for Brian Houston, <laughs> <laughs> and we were basically locked in a room until we reached reached that number, as people kind of pledged their house deposits and whatnot, oh, uh, uh, and. Lord. There's also that imagine if Brian Houston went back to Australia and said, "Wow, New Zealand youth pastors are so amazing." So that seems worthwhile. Yeah, that's um really
0: really what's going on there is that they're hoping Brian Houston will go back to Australia going, "Gee, the guy who ran that thing. Yes, we should a- get him over to speak." Exactly.
1: <laughs> bing bing bing. Oh
0: yep. man. Yeah. Good. But it is it is that creep. It's the and and it's the creep and the bubble. So yeah, it's the creep that happens within the bubble. <laughs> uh, we're going to keep working on our. We're going to keep creep- working on our uh, on the, creepy bubbles, uh, on the, on our titles.
1: <laughs> May I offer you a creepy <laughs> need bubble? Need to be a bit
0: more, bit more slick than this. Um, uh, but um, <laughs> but yeah, you got the creep that happens within a bubble where you don't have any um, outside context. perspective or context mm. to inform mm. it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. And so little things become bigger and bigger. Yeah. And
1: is there a way forward for mega churches? That's yeah. um that's definitely on the list mm. as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to start even kind of offering commentary on that because I might just keep on talking and no one wants that.
0: Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's that's a conversation, and we've already flagged. I think that that's a conversation we 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 know it needs to happen. Um, and and then it, and even kind of wider than that as these larger church conversations happen, like whose job is it to have those conversations too? Mm. Um, obviously, like you alluded to earlier, we. We want to contribute what we can, mm. but this isn't the beginning of the um, Shane and Michael um, <laughs> fix everything show. Fix everything show, uh, yeah. where we, you know, we pretty are soon the we're going to have pretty soon we're going to have branded hats coming your way, <laughs> um, Shane and Michael. That you know, um,
1: sewn by a team of intern children.
0: <laughs> I need to sit down and have a little chat to Rufus. He's three, but I'm sure he could. I'm sure he's ready for an internship.
1: Um, he's ready for a needle. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, you know, there, there's things obviously we want to be able to talk about or or, or think we could offer some helpful conversation around or f- mm. facilitate or whatever, but there's also a bunch of stuff that, that the church at large needs to actually pick up and, mm. and engage with. And, I, you know, I hope um, that that doesn't just all happen in private. I hope that, that mm. more spaces have the courage to have the conversations in public. Yeah. Because that matters, yep. again, to the survivors. Yeah. It does. Um, if you're running around, you know there's, there's of course different spaces where those conversations will happen and need to happen. But when we're able to bring that conversation into the public space, then it says to people your experience actually matters
1: mm-hmm. and we're taking it seriously. Yeah. yeah, you have been heard, and we're not here just trying to defend ourselves yeah, against yeah. you. Yeah, because um, yeah, that ma- that matters too. Yeah, exactly. and, and just to kind of acknowledge, like there's there's immense resources and wisdom. In the church already around this stuff, mm. um, and and lots of different forms of that, and that's and that's good. Like there's no there's no one answer to any of this mm. stuff. Um, even kind of you know, you know, well, what should church look like? Then um, we're going to disagree on this, and that's and that's okay. I think you know, if a lot of people really knew what we thought about a lot of things, I <laughs> we think we're you know we're, 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 we've lost the plot. But that but that's that's. All right. There doesn't need to be a single solution or a single answer, and mm. different things are going to be helpful for different people, mm-hmm. and that's that's okay. So broader conversations, you know, are, are, are going to be helpful.
0: Yeah, and one of the things um, that um that we're working on as well is just putting together a um a page of resources um on the website, which you
1: you can avail yourself of in the oh you
0: can avail yourself of. That's the only, I don't know if this is a thing that other churches, did your church use that phrase as well?
1: Uh, we might have learned it off yours, um, I'm not sure. i have sure. really sort of ever heard anyone out. in real life
0: say, you can avail yourself of that. But that was definitely the, the phrase, um, <laughs> always about the resources in the foyer. You can avail mm-hmm. yourself of those resources in the foyer. Uh, <laughs> very odd turn of phrase. Um, it would be the, like a book with like eight words in it because that's, <laughs> and the that's, repeated, that's all the author and the could actually write. joke, <laughs> that I'm sure I probably heard about 14,000 times, which was after, after you know, Visiting Preacher um, t- spends 15 minutes talking about their new book and then they say, does anyone want this copy? And then everybody puts their hands up and then they yes. go, well, you can get it outside of the foyer for $25 afterwards and everybody laughs, <laughs> again to that joke.
1: Would people be laughing when they uh, realise they didn't actually write it but oh. one of their staff members did and they didn't entirely even uh, know what was ghost in writers. it? Ghostwriters,
0: do you want to do an episode on Ghostwriters? Oh, um, could
1: we? <laughs> <laughs> Could we spill some tea about what did and didn't get written by whom? Um, yeah.
0: So, so yeah, look, there, there's a, yeah. So um, back to the resources page. There's about <laughs> seven, seven tangents between my last comment on that and this. But that's just to say that we're getting I'm a bunch of questions coming as well excuse. from people and we don't, you know, like you say, there's no one answer to those questions. Mm. Um, but we want to be able to say, hey, if you're thinking about this, here's... A, here's um, Here's some stuff people have maybe written about that, or here's a podcast mm. that talks about that. Um, yeah. Just just to try and provide some people some some framework for, or some places to yeah. go, if you're sitting there going, "What on earth do I do with all of this now?"
1: Yeah, and I think yeah, we're we're also potentially looking at um, hosting some conversations for different, you know. Um, Categories of people—that's not a good phrase—but <laughs> uh, different people who who want to have different kinds of conversations. Yeah. Um, you know, people who are on on their way out, or people who are curious insiders. Um, We're we'll going to try and make some spaces at some stage for mm. people who need different things, mm. um, and we'll have like a whiskey-soaked one for survivors, where we can all just swear a lot, because um, you know that a- anger matters too. Yeah. Hmm um yeah I, I think on the on on the list of kind of what we still need to talk about as well is the fact that um that this this isn't just a single church problem yeah and uh you know there there, there is more to come on this there will be more in the media shortly on this we know that for a, a fact uh and that a bigger conversation needs to happen about um not about each of these places individually but about the fact that this isn't one single space or place um, and that there are, you know, if you think about what's already been to- told or the stories that have already been told, imagine how many more stories are out there mm. and that that needs to be named, mm. um, that this is, a, this is a collective, not just a single entity um, and that work needs to be done and some of the stuff needs to be stopped Mm. yeah I think um,
0: about the you know I know from, from hosting a podcast for the last few years that it's a very small percentage of people will ever engage and send you stories or reflections or experiences and so I think about the many 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 stories we've heard already and the many that have been sent to journalists and I think Mm. That's just a drop in the in yep. the ocean <laughs> yep. of the number of stories and experiences that are, that are out there. And yep. again, that's not just a New Zealand thing. You know, this is
1: no, even, no. I this mean, I'm <laughs> here in, in 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 Australia. And one of the things I guess that concerns me is that this work has been done in New Zealand. Um, these same systems uh, function in Australia. There are people, you know, these, there there are people who have been. You know who've sat with me who've been spat out the other side of them, and this stuff keep keeps happening mm. and will happen until light is shed on it mm. and there are people who will do all kinds of things to stop light being shed on this because it might mean that they lose what they have mm. um and we need to find a way to 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 let light shine on this stuff because the longer it goes on, the more people will be left in its wake, yeah, yeah, that's right, so um. I, I love the fact this was our attempt
0: at a short conversation. Oops. But we tried. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can say it's the shortest.
1: Hooray. Quick, stop now. But
0: uh, but I wouldn't call it short. But nevertheless, hope it uh, helps. Uh, thank you, Shane.
1: My absolute pleasure, as always.
0: So there you go. Uh, Shane and I talking talking, uh, just kind of chewing over what's what's been going on for us and where we think the conversation is kind of out at the moment. Hey, we would really love if you have um, thoughts or reflections or questions, uh, maybe about things that you feel like we've missed so far, uh, things that you think need more explanation or that you'd really love us to tackle as a part of this that you you see as being necessary, then please do um, email at feedback at intheshift.com. That would be great for us um, because when we hear from people, um, there are things that we don't see as being really important in the conversation, sometimes um, that, that are that, uh, or things that we think um, kind of make sense that sometimes don't, or that we think have been explained, maybe haven't been explained enough, uh, whatever it might be. So, so please, yeah, flick us a, flick us a line, um, feedback at in the shift.com, and that'll be great. Thanks as always to Rhys Michelle for his wonderful skill at making this audiological signal make its way to your ears in a way that is hopefully pleasing to you Um, until next time.